Guys, are you worried that you're losing your hair? Do you look in the mirror and see less hair looking back at you? Maybe you're thinking, it's cool, I'll shave it. Or I'll just wear a hat from now on. Or maybe even, I'll just break the bank to get plugs. But before you shave, hide, or replace your hair, have you thought about regrowing it? Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. Not just once, but every month. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash regrow. Do it today, and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash regrow. This. Well, good morning, little brother. It's Early Break with Zip and Jay. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Weekday mornings from 6 to 8 on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Thank you again for all the texts and calls today, 402-464-5685. I appreciate all you guys and comments on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. We're joined now by Husker Online's Robin Washington. Robin, good morning. Uh, we were talking last segment to start off things that there were some impressive stats last night by a couple former Huskers in the NBA. Delano Banton started for the Raptors, had 27 points. Isaiah Roby had nine points off the bench for the Spurs. Let's start with Banton. I mean... Your level of surprise to see him, you know, not only stick in the league so far, but also to put up numbers like that last night, Robin, as a former Husker. Not overly surprised. He's kind of been um, on the upward trajectory since he got in the league, and he's in a great fit, obviously, um, where he's an organization that um, really likes him, and the fan base really likes him as the hometown kid, and um, you know, I think just with the way their roster shaped up with injuries and whatnot, he's kind of uh, saw his playing time uptick significantly early on this year, um, and you know, he's he's made the most of it. Uh, he's always shown that potential to, to be that type of player, um, and honestly, it's weird to say, but I think the, the NBA game is more conducive to his skill set than probably the Big Ten was. Huh. There's, more, there's more space, and when you get a Six nine point guard that's able to uh, you know play in that that true five out system. Um, I think that's why he was such a, a commodity for for so long as as far as the NBA level is concerned. So he's he's living up to it now, and uh, it's, it's pretty fun to see. What led to him being benched at the end of his final season at Nebraska? Do you remember those? That, that's, that's yeah. what happened. Couldn't shoot. He couldn't. Like, he could not score. Like as as far as a, a perimeter shooting, I think he was shooting like under. 20 percent from three-point range and uh it just it just wasn't working and again i think a lot of that had to do with the the way nebraska's offense was operating operating around him um, and the way teams were defending nebraska uh, because nebraska couldn't shoot the lane was clogged and so again you didn't have that space so that's kind of what i talk about where um you know now that there are actually nba level shooters around him um teams are forced to guard the perimeter, which allows him 
more opportunities to drive and kick, which is really the hallmark of his game. So um, really it came down to, you know, Nebraska's offense was struggling, but especially Delano's shooting was was really struggling, and he just went into uh, a real funk that kind of led him to no choice but to, to go a different direction at point guard. Troy, Robin Washington. Robin, last night there was a result in college basketball that maybe made people ponder about, hey, how impressive was Nebraska's start so far? I mean, Nebraska's beaten Maine and UNO, but last night Maine, Sip, went on the road to Boston College and beat Boston College. Whoa. Whoa. Now, that game yeah. was a 12-point halftime lead for Nebraska. It got to one point in the second half. Uh-huh. Nebraska won by double digits. Uh-huh. But, Robin, seeing a result like that and seeing some weird stuff so far in college basketball, this is the first 2-0 start for Fred Hoiberg at Nebraska. D- does that result last night make that win look, you know, the start look even better? Or how do, how do, you, how do you look at these first two games? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I think you could also – does does it make Boston College look really bad? Um, I know they were they were projected to be one of the worst uh, teams in the ACC, and uh, and that's kind of of fallen in line with that. Um, They they played very poorly in that game, but again, um, Maine was also projected to be one of the worst teams in Division One, and they gave Nebraska a run for their money on the road, and they went and beat Boston College. So I'm sure it's somewhere in the middle there, Um, but. You know, you take it to another another step where Nebraska's lone loss in exhibition play was to Colorado, and they just beat Tennessee. They did, you know, on the road. So I mean, like, yeah, it's it's you know, you kind of got always got to be fluid with your um, takes on who's good and who's not. Yeah, um, what what a win looks like at the time and what it looks like down the road. And I think already you're starting to see Nebraska's. Um, you know, schedule. I mean, that that win over Omaha—that's a good win. It is. With Omaha, I think Omaha is going to contend for the summit. And you look at what uh, uh, what Maine just did. I mean, those are supposed to be their two, uh, you know, bye games, and all of a sudden those are looking like fairly decent wins. So, it, it, I think it changes a little bit how you view Nebraska. But I think Thursday night is going to be the real kind of litmus test where um, if they can go and. Uh, find a way to, to beat St. John's, then I think you're really going to reevaluate what this team's all about because that's going to be their first true test when it actually counts, you know, having to go on the road, play a high major opponent. Because um, if you look at the rest of the schedule, uh, it, there, there are no breaks left the rest of the way. I mean, even uh, next week's game against Arkansas Pine Bluff. You know, Arkansas Pine Bluff should have beaten ten- TCU. Yep. And Led the, uh, whole game. the top twenty-five TCU team. So, uh, you know, that uh, it's encouraging the, the the fact that they're two and zero, and then you look at what those two teams that they beat have done. Um, but again, I'm I need to see them do it against a, a high major opponent uh, before I really start to change my tune on on what this season could be. Just because you know, starting Thursday night. Um, Things get for real for them the rest of the way, and we don't know Robin Washit uh, what exactly St. John's has. We know Mike Anderson is the head coach. I have a great deal of respect for mm-hmm. him. You know his team's going to play hard defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, you, yeah, they're going to they're going to press, press. They're going to yeah. push tempo. They're going to try and score in transition, and um, they got a pretty good point guard in Andre Corbello, who oh, remember, yeah. was the start, starting point guard at Illinois for a long time. So, uh, in the, that's, I think, what you could pretty much uh, assume Nebraska's going to face. and They saw a little bit of that uh, against Colorado, I believe, where you know they 
they kind of picked up the defensive pressure a little bit, but it's not going to be anything like what a Mike Anderson team does. And so how Nebraska's backcourt handles that and, you know, again, with just their limited numbers at the point guard spot, that could be interesting. Um, if, if guys get tired or whatever, um, you know, they, they're going to need all hands on deck as far as ball handlers just, just to get the ball up court. So Nebraska's press bake, um, and then the, uh, I guess durability of that that, front, that point guard spot is going to be really critical. I'm well, excited for this game. Well, keep her there, Robin, because I think the first two games you had a, you know you had three guys go off the first game that went quiet in game two, but one guy is consistently good both games was Sam Greasel. He's got 40 points combined through two games. He's been very very solid for the Huskers. I mean, can he keep up that kind of pace? What do you expect for him in terms of numbers? And and what what are your thoughts on him through two games? He's been everything they'd hoped. Um, that's good because he needed to be that uh, for for Nebraska to to have a chance at, at taking a step forward. It's it's got to be on the shoulders of Sam Greasel, and so far he's done that. Um, and yeah, I, I think that's sustainable. I mean, maybe not to that level, but I mean, he's a stats stat sheet stuffer, and he's done that uh, through not only the first two games but the two exhibition games as well. Um, and what I've really liked about him is when you know Nebraska. Kind of, you know, like like every team, they kind of hit a lull where you know the offense isn't quite functioning. They're having trouble scoring. The other team starts to get some momentum. It's always been Sam that steps up and and makes the play um, and puts the ball in his hands and kind of emerges as the adult in the room, so to speak, to where he takes things over and gets things under control when uh, it's at a fairly critical point in the game. So. Um, not only is he putting up numbers, um, those numbers are coming in very important situations. And that's what he's all about. He's a gamer. Um, he's a leader uh, on and off the floor. And you're seeing um, every bit of that showcased in uh, his performance thus far this season. I, I fully expect that to continue. Well, shift gears. I'm going to ask you an impossible question, okay? <laughs> Great, well, thanks. It is. It's imp- I don't know what to think of it, Robin, I, but you were just there with me, so I wonder what you think. You know, Michigan has won one national title in football in the last 75 years, okay? Mm-hmm. One national title, shared national title. It was shared in 1997, right? Shared right. in one national title in 75 years, yet you saw it. You were there on Saturday. They have 110,000 people on hand for a Nebraska game. What is it about? And I think that's the best atmosphere in the Big Ten. I, I'll take it over. I'll take it over Columbus. What, what, what is it about that place? What is it? What's striking to you about that experience? Guys, are you worried that you're losing your hair? Do you look in the mirror and see less hair looking back at you? Maybe you're thinking, it's cool, I'll shave it. Or I'll just wear a hat from now on. Or maybe even, I'll just break the bank to get plugs. But before you shave, hide, or replace your hair, have you thought about regrowing it? Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. Not just once, but every month. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to row.co slash regrow. 
Do it today, and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash regrow. I mean, it's definitely got championship aura around it. I mean, despite, despite the fact yeah. that you said they have about one in 75 years. One in 75 you know, it, years. It, it, just, it just feels like, uh, you know, a, a, an elite level program from, from top to bottom with just the the, the feel of the stadium, how cool everything looks, and uh, you know the passion of the fan base, and then the product on the field. Like they, it's got all the pieces. Um, where you know, some sometimes you see. Now, I will say, I've been there before, and okay. I've, I've watched those same fans <clears throat> boo their team off the field when Randy Gregory was throwing Devin Gardner around. So I mean, like, yeah. it's not always that cool. Like it, places like that are always better when their team's the third ranked team of the country and they're undefeated. Like, you mm-hmm. know, so it's easy to get behind it, but you know, they're, they're the type of program that when things are going well and they more often than not are, uh, they, they're, they're a machine and mm-hmm. they're, they're tough to play. And, uh, it's, uh, why they're considered one of the blue bloods of, of all of college football. So, you know, I think that they have, you know, Nebraska has a lot of the same things mm-hmm. Nebraska or Michigan does, except for uh, the winning. And you know, until Nebraska is able to translate all of the support they get into success on the field, that's going to be the difference between them and schools like Michigan, to where they just don't have that same aura around them. Where you know, you went into that game and it felt like you know, ninety-five Nebraska going to play Missouri or Kansas, where uh-huh, it did. wasn't a matter of who was going to win. It was going to matter of how much you were going to win and then what the party was going to be afterwards. That's mm-hmm. what it felt like walking around the game before the stadium. It did. And the, it did. You're right, Rob. I'm sorry to interrupt, by the way. No, I, I, um, I, it did remind me of those times when Nebraska was playing Kansas and Kansas wasn't very good or Missouri wasn't very good. And, and I remember distinctly those teams struggling just to get a first down. And that's what that was Nebraska. They, Rob, they had struggled. It was a chore to get a first down in that game. Eight yeah, of them. I mean, they got took, eight of them. It took like Chubba Purdy scrambling for his life just to even get past midfield. Yeah. First <laughs> so, you know, I think that's a very unfortunate example of uh, where these two programs are and how big the gap is for Nebraska to get to the top of the top of the conference. Robin, always good stuff. Thanks for the time. We will chat with you again next week. Absolutely. See you guys. Husker Online's Robin Washit. Good job. Yeah, I, I, I think you were surprised to hear that Maine beat Boston College. I was surprised. I, and I, The best part of all that is, what? I saw that, I was re, re, researching that a little bit. Maine's coach is in his first year. Right. He came from Boston College last year, assistant coach. Okay. So he went and beat his former program. Be, yeah. And Maine, I mean, they they lost most of their players. They were 8-30 and 30 last year. 8-30. and They lost most of their players, which is probably not a bad thing. Um, so, yeah, that is interesting. And Colorado beating Tennessee is interesting. Which is odd because they just got blasted by Grambling State previously. They had been beaten. Did they get, did they get hammered? Yeah, they lost by like double digits, okay. I'm pretty sure, to okay. Grambling State. Yeah, so again, Nebraska. Up and down. Nebraska's up and down. We don't, ha- we don't have a good – I don't think hardly anybody outside John Rothstein or the guys who follow it incredibly intensely have an idea what St. John's has. They haven't right. played anybody. Um, so you just don't know. But, but even so, that's you know it's a test. I mean, it's – you know, it's a major college program coached by a big time co- by a big time head coach of Mike Anderson. So yeah, I'm I am really looking forward to Thursday. And if Nebraska can win that game, you're right. I think you reevaluate a little bit. A little, of what a little you bit. Think. Yeah. Well, heck yeah. I mean, 
Good start. As Robin said, that UNO game, I mean, that team's going to contend for the Summit League. They're not a bad team. They pushed Kansas for a while in that game. Um, before I get to the game show, I, I always uh, think it's interesting to see these preseason rankings and like how people perform in them, mm-hmm. basketball teams. Yeah, yeah. So Robin mentioned TCU. Uh-huh. I was doing some research <clears throat> with them for, for some reason last night because they lost again last night. They so did? TCU is 2-1, and one, but here is their schedule so far. No, wait a second. <clears throat> the, they've lost... The, Oh, because they, they barely beat Pine TCU Bluff. TCU was yeah. ranked 14th preseason. Okay. Arkansas Pine Bluff led them the entire game mm-hmm. and lost late by one point. Okay? Then TCU beats Lamar by nine points. Okay. Not a great team. And then they lose last night at home to Northwestern State. Ooh. Not Northwestern. Ooh. Northwestern well, even State. Even Northwestern wouldn't right. be. Terrible But, but Northwestern State, hello. Hello. That's a eye-opening. Now they're two and one, but that's a pretty eye-opening three-game start okay. for TCU, ranked TCU. Well, now here's how, the only thing I could add to this, and it's not like I've done a in-depth study on this, but I wonder a lot how how accurate preseason rankings can be in this day and age of changing rosters. Right. How do you get an idea? Okay, so even if you size up a roster, and I don't know if this applies to TCU or not, but it could apply to a lot of teams. Even if you size up a roster like Nebraska that has four guys, transfers, four plus, yep. that you're counting on. Okay, you know those guys. You know what jo- Jawan Gary did at Alabama. You know what Bandamo did at at Bandamo did at SMU. SMU. Okay, you know what Sam Greasel did at North Dakota State. But you don't know how those guys are going to fit together. No idea how they're going to chill. Right. You, you, no you know the individuals, but you don't know how they're going to fit the system. How, how do you – Why well, do, or I would ask you this. Why do you even look at preseason rankings? Well, like, same thing like for Kentucky, getting all these kids out of high school. They, they always have, what, a bunch of freshmen starting off year one because they're five-star prospects. They don't always gel off the bat at Kentucky. That's not even transfers. That's just out of high school. Oh, here's, here's, yeah, I got you. Here's one for you. Here's one for you. Who's a coach at Florida State? Basketball? Leonard Hamilton. Yeah, Great rough, coach. Rough start. 0-3. Oh, 0-3. Oh, Keith, Keith text in. I think they lost to Keith. Stetson, I think, in a game. Troy. They lost to Troy, Troy last yep. night. Maybe they lost to Stetson. God. 0-3. Oh, 0-3. And, oh, and, and you know he's got a roster. Leonard. I'm sure he does. You know Leonard has a roster. You you see his rosters. They got beat at home by 7, 79-72 to, to Troy. They've lost. They lost to Stetson at home by nine, and they lost to UCF by fourteen. I know we're going the in heck? the weeds a little here on hoops, but if, like, when I I'm always amazed at NCAA tournament time when you see Florida State on TV. Oh, they're man, athletic. they're gigantic. Yeah. I mean, they're they're zero three. Yeah, he's got he, bad I mean, losses right now. He, he Le- Leonard Hamilton obviously has the approach that I would, which is just big. Athletics. go big. No, big. Big dudes. I'm going. I want six five guards, six eight forwards, and a seven foot center. It's a long season, but that's a bad start. Let's play the game show. Give us a call right now. Four six four five six eight five. Your chance to win a business box of bagels. Two bagels and Joe. Sip is once again one and zero on the week. Good start yesterday. You won the tiebreaker, and you put the number out there too. Today's topic: college football matchups this weekend. Who is playing who this weekend in college football? Okay. If you look at the schedule, don't pull it up on your phone or I'm not. computer I'm anybody. Somebody. If you think you know your the games this weekend, four six four five six eight five. Shut up, simple starts right now. We've all been there. You're listening to the radio, and then that rage starts to grow inside of you. It starts to consume you. 
it gets to a point where you just want to yell, SHUT UP, SIPPLE! <clears throat> no, sorry. I'm sorry. Well, here's your chance. It's time to shut up, Sipple. Call now to play. 464-5685. Shut up, Sipple. Brought to you by Bagels and Joe. All right, 464-5685. Call the Dick Down Sip and Trivia. How do you feel about college football matchups this weekend? Uh, Have you looked at the schedule? No. Don't say any games out loud. Okay. Right now. I don't – yeah, I, I'll, I'll give it a whirl. I'll give it a whirl. If you can hear us, you're playing the game show. Who do we have today? Can you hear us? Jerry. Oh, say it again. Jerry. Jerry is our caller today. Jerry, how are you – good morning, Jerry. How are you? Good morning. All right. Great. All right, All right let's Jerry. Let's, let's play the game show. Here we go. First question goes to you, Jerry. What team – does number four ranked TCU play at 11 a.m. this weekend? I think Jerry might have hung up. I think Jerry is calling for a topic, but oh. that's what happened there. Did he hang up? I'm, I'm going to guess Jerry was. Jerry has usually played the game show. Oh, I think he was calling in to uh, chime in on something. Oh, all right. Which yeah, means now we have a line open for you. Okay. It can either be a forfeit or or uh, yeah. we take a call. Yeah, I'm sorry, Jerry. Uh, yeah, that's, I think that's happened. Jerry, twice. You, can, you can call in again tomorrow at, before the game show. Yeah, four six I mean, four Jerry, five six eight five. Four six four five six eight five. Jerry knows hoops really well. We were talking about hoops. Maybe that's what he wanted to chime in on. Here we go. They're now flood. All right, now flood. We're, we're running late. Who do we have for you? You're playing the game show. Marcus. Marcus, thank you for calling in, Marcus. Let's get to it. We're running late. Uh, here we go. Mar- Marcus, what team? Does number four ranked TCU play at 11 a.m. this weekend? TCU, it play Iowa State. Oh, that's trouble. Not only did he miss it, I got They have to play Baylor. They play Baylor, who just got whacked by Kansas State, 31-3. All right, Sip, for the 2-0 lead, what team does number one ranked Georgia play they this play weekend Kentucky. at 2-30? Kentucky. Someone's been schedule watching this mm, week. just caught me with two, I know. Marcus, to stay alive, your last question. What team does Northwestern play at 11 a.m. Oh. this weekend? Mm. Think about it. Northwestern, who do they play, Marcus, to stay alive? Minnesota. <laughs> What is it, Sip? Purdue. Purdue is correct. Thanks for calling in, Marcus. We'll get you back on a coffee. Listen to that. There it is. The ship horns are coming in. Oh, my God. I love that sound. Can you do that again? Just hit it again, please. Go ahead. Oh, ship coming in. Ship coming in. Coming in. (laughs) There it comes. Hauling bananas. Crates of bananas. It's, a, it's bringing oh, bananas. Crates of bananas. Bananas. Yep. Crates. That's it. No, no other fruit, just Mostly bananas. bananas. <laughs> what the heck? Might be some other stuff that we don't want to know, but bananas. Okay. All right. Bananas is covered up for something crates, else. Got crates it. of bananas. All right. And there they are. You can find them at Hy-Vee next door. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's going right uh, there. Crates of bananas, and here they are. Not well, ready for 
ready to go into your stores. I don't know what I'm saying. That's but I'm, I'll take the win. That's 2-0. and oh. That's a 6-1 and one run I'm on right now. Ridiculous. Yep, 6-1 and one run. <laughs> He's on a heater. Yeah. And, and Jerry, again, if you want to call in. Yeah, I and call. Bad. It's okay. Call in uh, when it's not the game show, Jerry. We will gladly take your call every time. Every we, time. We, we went into the weeds on hoops. Yeah, that was, uh, that's pretty good. Well, we were right on some stuff. We, we had information. Why were we talking about TCU and FSU hoops? Well, I brought up TCU because Nebraska has a common opponent, Arkansas Pine Bluff. So I was watching that. I wasn't watching, but I was tracking and saying, what the hell is going on? Loose connection, I Arkansas call Pine Bluff led by 16 points at one point in the first half. I could say there's a loose connection to Florida State, two of them. Leonard Hamilton used to coach in the Big 8 against Nebraska, right? Yeah, at Oklahoma State. Okay. You don't remember that? Your dad does. Is that before Eddie Sutton? Yeah, after. Maybe before. I don't, I, hell, I don't know. He was not I'll the head coach at Oklahoma I'll State. Look, what? Leonard Hamilton? Yeah. If, I, if I'm if i wrong, I'm losing it. Well, it, it was certainly If I'm wrong, Eddie I'm losing Sutton. it. Check the text line. It had to be before Eddie Sutton. Leonard Hamilton is the former coach at Oklahoma State. Well, I don't know how long Eddie Sutton was there, but I know Eddie Sutton, it, Leonard Hamilton was never the coach after Eddie Sutton, ever there. Leonard Hamilton is the former coach at Oklahoma State. I'm, if I'm wrong, I don't think so. Oh God! Well, it all comes down to when. When did Eddie Sutton start at Oklahoma Where's State? My people, where's my people? He did not coach there after Eddie Sutton. Anyway, and my brother's a season ticket holder at Florida State, so there's the other loose connection. Um, I um, I'm not trying to call you. I'm just trying for accuracy. Yeah, we're gonna here. we're I gonna want- try this. We'll we'll uh, we'll have an update on the Leonard Hamilton situation. We will update Leonard Hamilton's bio on the break and come back with that. I would say, if anything, he was an assistant there. Oh. I don't think he was a head coach. Okay, okay. okay. That's that's the farthest he'll go here. We'll, okay. we'll, if you're wrong, well, then what? Then I'll. Then you're bringing the golf drops tomorrow. I, I brought them the last two days. Uh, you're bringing them I'll tomorrow. Bring them anyways. <laughs> okay. The spillover is next on early break in the ticket. Guys, do you want thicker? Fuller hair? Do you desire lustrous, luscious locks that you can run your fingers through? Maybe a full head of hair makes you feel attractive. Perhaps a full head of hair boosts your confidence and self-esteem. Whatever your reasons, if you have started to experience hair loss, there is good news. Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to roco slash fuller. Do it today and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's roco slash fuller.